Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. Hello, my beautiful people. You know, I love having such fascinating conversations and to bring you really um, interesting individuals question us and for whatever reason will inspire us to be better, do better. The whole point of the Up Level Together podcast is to do just that, up level in all areas of our lives. And you know, I, I, I'm bringing you today such an interesting um, interview that I really, really think you will love. Now, consider giving a new life to Bones, right? I mean, you heard me right. So today's guest appropriately calls herself the lady behind the Bones. Let me explain. It really is a story of going back to roots, of reclaiming your inner superwoman, I mean, despite education and conventional wisdom. Um, and that's what Cassie, a friend of mine, the creator of Wonderlust Skulls, um, uh, does. I met um, Cassie last year and we instantly connected. You know, just one of those like, hey, I see you. <laughs> oh, I like you. Let's be friends. Her work is that of reclaiming buffalo and other skulls. And she turns them into these unique pieces of art. And I was always just really fascinated by, and she's such a killer Instagram account. I just love her presence. But we walk about, um, you know, we talk about, right, walking away from academia, getting lost in life, uh, you know, trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? And and her really going down the path of uh, um, uh, working in retail and then quitting that to becoming a stay-at-home mom. And for all of us who have done that, we know that that's not a full bag of candy uh, and roses and unicorns. And we talk about what it means to be a stay-at-home mom and her finding her identity, about never giving up, about showing up no matter what. And doing whatever the heck it takes to make yourself proud. Um, you will love Cassie. She's sassy, fierce, and just super inspiring, all while being really down to earth. I mean, this woman depicts her, you know, shows on Instagram how she cleans these skulls and how sometimes it's a very disgusting job, but she does it and she does it because she knows why she's doing it and how important it is to get down and dirty for something that you really, really, truly believe in. I think that you will just love her. And, and, you know, for me, you know, she always says, mom from rural Wisconsin can turn skulls into most beautiful pieces of art and make a very profitable business. What about you? And that is the conversation that I bring you today. So let's get to it. Cassie, welcome to the Up Level Together podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Yasna. Yay! Oh my God, I've been, I've been gushing the whole morning. I was telling you that I had a really few tough days. Yes. And yes. to have you today and to call to you for me is honestly in energetic and spiritual reset so thank you oh, most honored to be here i'm so excited yay all right, so we we just heard all the amazing things that you do and how you have literally taken the the world by the storm with your with your skulls with this incredible art that you have created i want to get to that 
really, really, really quickly, of course. But I want us also to want you to take us a little bit to the to 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 the past, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I was very recently moved by a post that you wrote about you know this idea of creating the wonder skull, um, uh, wonderless skulls, and it sat with you for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Would you take? Would you tell our audience about the sure. process of really coming to that? Because so sure. many people struggle with that. Yes. I think we should probably start from when I just graduated high school. You know, I think a lot of people probably felt the same way I did. They had this idea of what they were going to do with their life, what they were going to, you know, become. Not everybody has that, but I really had this ingrained in me. I was going to go to school for agricultural business. And when I got done with that, I was going to be an agricultural saleswoman. I just knew that somewhere in the world I was going to be working with farmers or with agricultural businesses, and I was going to do all these things. So then I graduate, and I get a job, and I go, and I become an agronomist. So what I was doing was selling seed, like corn seed, soybean seed, alfalfa seed, uh, commercial seeds. So for farmers that weren't necessarily producing food, but commercial agricultural products. And then I think I was like five months in, and I got pregnant with my son. And anybody that would know anything about the agricultural industry, especially especially agronomy, you are working maybe a minimum of 70 70 hours a week. And that's in the slow season. Now we get into spring season, summer and fall when everything's really heavy because people are planting and they're in the fields and they're you know, really in their producing time, mm-hmm. you could move anywhere into 100 to 120 hours a week. And here I am pregnant and thinking to myself, what am I going to do? So before I quit, I had asked if I could be moved from the fertilizer plant that I was working into the regular office. So I wasn't around the pesticides and all of the junk. <laughs> and they decided to take my sales job away from me and make me an office girl. So I did it for like a month and then I quit. I was like, uh, screw this. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> and I think if I would have been a more bolder person at that time in my life, I probably would have taken some more action upon something like that, but I didn't. And so then I found myself working in retail for a really long time just to have like something to do. Uh, cause I had always been a really hard worker. I'd always had multiple jobs at once, you know, in high school and, going through college and all those things. So I just couldn't give up the idea of actually not working. Mm-hmm. So it was two years before I quit working. I had actually been in like a new and used shop, a thrift store, a consignment shop, if you may. And there was like a steer skull. So a smaller skull. And I saw it on the shelf and I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. And um, my husband is like a Wisconsin version of a cowboy. So he's literally grown up around horses his whole life. So I'm like, I'm going to bring this home and I'm going to make, I'm just going to make something cool and cowboy with it. And it's going to be awesome. (laughs) So when I brought, when I came home, of course, what do I do? I go on Pinterest and I go on Google and I'm like, I'm just going to find some inspiration. It's going to be amazing. And I'm just going to feel ready to attack the world. And then I find nothing, nothing that I like. I was like, oh, I don't really like any of these 
artistically, you know, curated skulls. So I'm like, well, now what do I do? Okay, I create something that I want. Life bulb moment, right? Yes. <laughs> so I do it and I get it done and I get it done really fast. And I didn't think about it immediately, but then I, you know, people come over and they're visiting and they're like, this is so cool. Where did you get it? I'm like, I bought it and I, I made it, I guess. I did that. And they're like, that is amazing. So from that moment forward, I'm not kidding. I had this like burning idea and I didn't even tell my husband about it. Mm. Like I kept thinking, what would happen if I started creating art with skulls, with longhorn skulls and buffalo skulls? And I, I just kept it in me. And it was, it was like to that bothersome level, Yasna, mm-hmm. like where you'd wake up and it's the first thing you think about because it's there and it's trying to tell you to do something with it. So I finally quit my retail job about two years after I had gotten this steer skull, this smaller skull. And so now I'm going to stay home with my kids and I'm just going to settle for stay at home mom life. Oh and that was hard. I know that story. <laughs> yeah, that was so hard. And I, I don't think I probably should have gone in for some help. I think that there was a level of depression that I was in, but never necessarily wanted to admit it. And when I quit working, it started pounding at me even more, even more, even more. So finally, I just gave in and I put some feelers out and I found three skulls. And I was like, okay, now I have them. Now I need to do something with them. So then within two days, and I I did, I was really fast with them at that point. And these were just raw skulls that you found? Yep. They were cleaned. Like they were just ready to go. I could take them. I could paint them. I could do whatever the heck I wanted to do to them. Um, I just bought them and I brought them home and my kids just played outside for like two days straight. And I was outside for like two days straight and I did something with all of them. And I just put them on my personal Facebook. I had no clue how to price them. I had no clue what they were worth. I maybe, maybe made 10 or 20 bucks on them. I don't know. <laughs> like, like rummage sale version, you know, profit. Buying <laughs> art, but that's, but that's, that's kind of a, I think it's a brilliant story because that's how we all start, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I put them on there and I sold them all in a matter of like two days and they were gone. So I was like, okay, I can do this. I, I need to find more. Where do I find more? So I just got savvy and I started looking. So I ended up finding a guy that had 30 longhorn heads in his barn that were clean because they'd been there for so many years because he was a longhorn producer. He had bred and raised longhorns and he sold them to me so cheaply. And I don't like using the word cheap, but honest to God, that guy sold them to me cheaply. And I'm really thankful for that because I'm not sure I would have progressed as quickly as I did without the ability to have a, lo- a low cost into it and just create and hold on to something for a while until it's sold. And not have the burden, oh, I have to sell. But it- right, mm-hmm. exactly. Like thinking to myself, you know, it's, it's a big burden on my family that I've just spent $1,000 on a whole bunch of skulls when in reality I was only spending just a few dollars a piece. So I found him and then I found my Buffalo skull guy that I still work with. And I just kept going and I kept going. And then 
I decided to do an Instagram. Everybody's idea nowadays. Get yourself an Instagram. Put some stuff on it and just sell it. And the one thing that I think has made me stick out from other people is I've always been willing to stick with my vision. And um, that has really helped me stay strong because, you know, when you're starting and people are like, oh, well, how much would it cost for you to do something like this? You never know what they're going to bring you. Mm. They'll, they'll bring you those pictures and those pieces of inspiration mm-hmm. from other people that are not necessarily your style. And I think that has been one of the biggest things that's helped me is staying true to my own artistic vision. This is so beautiful because I just, I was driving from Wisconsin today and I was yeah. for uh, Lori Harder's podcast and mm-hmm. um, she, the girl does such amazing podcasts. I'm so in awe. And she was interviewing Jamie Kerlima. Okay. And she was talking the greatest thing and she, she was told to change the, her cosmetic line and to make it more sure. mainstream. She's like, the one thing that I did right was not listen to them, but trust my own gut. And you're for me right now. I'm like, this is yes. like a universe <laughs> download right now. Happening. Yes. Love that. Okay. Yes. So I did that and then I just kept going, but then I started doing research. You know what I mean? Cause like, I was not making a lot of money at first by any means because I didn't know what my own value was, mm. especially when I started it, And everybody struggles with that so much. It's, it's okay, huge. We, ha- we have to talk about it. It is <laughs> so important because I think it goes back to something that you mentioned earlier. Two things that I would love for you to talk about is, um, you know, that how do we, how do we give that value? perceived value to ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think for me it also stemmed from the fact that I decided to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and I think that that really affected my productivity affected my self-confidence as a um this uh, the 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 woman who's also a badass yes and you are a self-proclaimed badass I would yes. love for you to address <laughs> that a little bit here <laughs> yes well one thing that I when I first began, I was just like, I don't even know what people are selling things like this for, right? Because we're in the Midwest, you and I both are. Something like this is not necessarily common around us by any means. So I had to do some digging, I had to do some research. And then I would look and I'm not meaning this like in a bad way to other people, but I would look at other people's stuff. And I would see how talented I actually was, mm, how good yes, my stuff hey. actually is. Uh-huh. And I just told myself, if this has been bothering me for this long, bothering me in a good way, mm-hmm. you know, telling me to go ahead and do this, why have I been so successful this far? Because it was meant for me, because I need to do it. So then when I looked at value, I literally did look up like a retail per se formula because I'm like, I don't know what to do. What do I charge? What, what do I, I charge? Oh my God, I have no clue. <laughs> and for the first year and a half, after I finally like looked this stuff up, I realized I'm like, oh my God, I'm like even under wholesale pricing technically. I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> but that's, oh my God, just amazing. Keep going. So I figured out what... I was worth 
time-wise, you know, for my products. And then I figured out, like with art too, you know, you've got your inputs, all the supplies that you're needing. You know, so a lot of artists need canvas, paintbrushes. Well, I use paintbrushes and I use paint and I, I love to use spray paint as well. And I've got patina kits and I love all sorts of things. But, and crystals. And crystals, <laughs> so many crystals. And I am one of the first people to ever do that. And I know that for, for sure. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yes. So I would look at all this stuff and I said, okay, compared to other artists, where am I at? But then I think one thing that really helped was people are starting to find me and send me messages and we shouldn't look for external validation, but, but sometimes it can help when you're like, okay, they appreciate this. Well, they love it. It's an affirmation. It's, it's a, a form of mirroring. I've been told that everything, how we believe ourselves has been mirrored back to us. Mm -hmm. and that's how we form, how we see ourselves and what we have been told. Mm -hmm. so that kind of, it kind of it kind of makes sense, and so wave you know a vote for yes. Put yourself out there, even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, because people can't find you if you don't. Exactly, and you know when you're first beginning something too, you might have crickets forever. Yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about that very often, right? Well, we don't. We don't oh. talk about that, you know, and you're like, oh, this one's really cool. Like it's going to sell, it's going to sell right away. And I'm so excited about it. And then four months later, you're like, why is this still hanging on my wall? I don't understand. What's wrong <laughs> with me? And do, how do, why do I think I'm good or not? Right. right. The, the thoughts come. The, the thoughts come. Uh -huh. But I think one of the things that has helped me too is when I get in those moments, I tell myself, and they're they are not as common anymore by any means, but I tell myself tomorrow's a new day and tomorrow's a new opportunity to start fresh mm -hmm. with maybe a new piece, you know, let yourself sit with some thoughts overnight and wake up feeling better than you do now and just start over because you have, we to. have that. Well, yeah. it's really remarkable. I think there, um, you've said so many things that I, that I just like, I want to go there. I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. an inspiration. Uh, we, it is really, you have been very vocal about that. And I think so many of us right now, and even during the quarantine, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not that we don't have the time. It's just that we we're, don't trust ourselves. And we yes. let those voices that you can't overtake the you know the possibility of us taking action and i think the what we can be asking ourselves all the time is like how can i make it work what and keep digging because every success success story that i read is like how do i make it work how do i not like why is it not working but how yeah, do i yeah. make it work and you've done that uh beautifully let me we're gonna co continue the story because i want to hear about the expansion you are right now known as the modern uh modern arts cult person it's like mm -hmm. it, you're moving in circles that people are really starting to notice is beautiful I for the longest time had a difficulty in, in um, understanding the skull symbolism and so many when I was telling a few of my friends that I was going to interview you like you have to ask her what is the symbolism to her what does it mean because they never got that for them there's something creepy about having a skull at home yeah so, there's a lot of people yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> you said creepy. And there's been a lot of people that, well, I've done shows, you know, before, and I'll go and some people, some walk, they'll walk by. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you can't see my face, but they'll be like, <laughs> and I'm like, hi, how are you? Do you want to come in and look? And, and, you know, sometimes they'll run the other way and sometimes they'll come in and we'll have a great conversation. But what, when I get, okay, so <laughs> this is one thing about me that's different than a lot of people too. I am a self-taught taxidermist. So I get a lot of my longhorns from butcher and I have to clean them myself. <laughs> I've and, seen you do it. And yes, I've that has watched me do it. <laughs> I, you for, I think one day you did it for the whole day you took us through. I watched yes. every single minute and I was blown away. Yeah. Like respect. Thank okay. you. <laughs> so uh, when I start that process, I feel like it's almost a rebirth for them. You're taking them from death to new life. That's how I feel. Oh my goodness. The most beautiful way. And I actually, I have a really cool story that I think you would actually appreciate. Uh, somebody that was local to me used to be, had bought one before they moved. And they moved to Florida to a beautiful area. And she put it in her office because she was going to be working from home from their new home in Florida. And she always felt at peace in her office, but never in anywhere else in her home. Ever. Interesting. And they had very odd, very weird things happening within their home, things that would freak a lot of people out. And one day, this neighbor had been over a few times, but they ended up having a conversation. And she said, do you know the history of your home? Because they bought it sight unseen. They bought it over the internet. They didn't go down there and check it out. They bought it and moved. Okay. Unfortunately, somebody had actually been murdered in their home previously, like a few owners before that. Mm -hmm. And this woman was just like a spiritual medium. And she told her, she goes, I would love to save your home and to bless your home if you would allow me. Because she knew some of the things that had been happening to her. So it was so cool because I got to talk to her and hear this actual story. Like she called me. She goes, I need to have a conversation with you and I need to tell you what's happened to us. So they set up a time and a date and she sent her family away and she stayed home and her neighbor came and she went through the house and she was blessing the home. She got into her office, Yasna. And like, I have chills right now telling you this. And she goes, there's a very strong presence in this room, a very spiritual presence in this room. And this is the only room in the home that feels safe. Oh my goodness. And she goes, do you ever feel that? And she's like, yes, this is the only room since we've lived here that I have felt safe in. The Buffalo skull she had hanging in there. Um, she went over and prayed by it for a while. And I get some, my buffalo skulls, I come from a taxidermist, but he gets a lot of them from out in the Dakotas from Custer State Park. Okay. She believes, she prayed for a while and she spent time with it, that that specific skull had been blessed by a Native American warrior or shaman. Oh my goodness, the energy that carries through. Yes. So then I create an art piece out of it and she purchases it. And it ends up being the only sacred space in her home until they got it cleaned out. 
Wow. That's like just nice. craziness, like Beautiful. just the coolest stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so when she told me that too, I just thought to myself, I was like, it is so cool that I'm taking something that could have been used for, you know, a byproduct. Like I have an agricultural background, so I could talk all day about like what byproducts are and things like that. But I'm giving them a new life. And creating art. And creating art with them instead. So thank you for that's it's just it's really interesting. First of all, I never heard the story. Why don't you share it? Because it's very powerful. Like it's very moving for me right now. It is. I I've shared it with people before, but never on like my actual platforms. It's I, I don't know. I just haven't shared it before. It is. I think it's those examples sometimes that we that we're like afraid of sharing for whatever reason because people might not get it. Are right. Why people may change their mind completely about the the product. Mm -hmm. Very very interesting. Yeah, you are the lady behind the bones after all. Which was like when I read that, I'm like, oh my god, of course <laughs> she is. Like I love that. You. <laughs> so um, you know, I feel for me that you represent. There is right now when I see you, and you and I've had you know re previously when we talked. I said one huge disappointment because we met in LA we never had a chance to chat more because the, from the moment that I met you I fell in mm -hmm. love with you and from the moment that I met you and it was all online I think yes. you connected for five months before we met in person yes I felt this connection and the connection was giving you were giving yourself the permission to be a self-proclaimed badass something that i have struggled for a very long time mm -hmm. even with the word of what that meant um did you have a moment or was there a decision or because you know were you just anointed yourself to be this this person that just goes out there and does it and doesn't care right because that's the impression that i have and i know that that's who you are um, at your, when you are at your authentic self and it's beautiful to watch do you pump yourself up do you do you talk yourself through like what what is the process for you to becoming that badass well I would say when I began I didn't necessarily I think it was in me but it hadn't come out yet when I first began and there was a moment where I didn't know where I was going to ever find my canvases, my skulls, like there was a moment where I was like, I lost a couple suppliers. We might, we might as well call them that, you know, a couple farmers or a couple people that were producers. And I, I knew that if I didn't figure it out, I didn't want to know what the rest of my life was going to look like. Oh, that's by not letting myself do that. So I ended up finding them. And this was the first time I had to clean. Yes. No. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know where to start. Are you kidding me? I've got deadheads in the back of my truck <laughs> that look like they're going to pop out of the tailgate at me. And I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them. <laughs> you just had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. And bless my husband. I'm so glad that he was, he's as handy as he is. He built me a boiler wow. to boil the heads. And I spent a full weekend in the snow cleaning these darn things and it was cold wow. it was cold and we live in the country mm -hmm. and um it was set up behind our barn and i looked up after letting this thing boil for a while basically i felt like a witch brewing up my brew <laughs> a whole bunch of deadheads in there and it was peaceful 
And I thought to myself, I've got this. I can do this. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now, but I've got this somehow, some way. And I'm like, damn girl, you are a badass. (laughs) Look at you cleaning these disgusting pieces of crap, basically. Like... (laughs) telling me the recipe is I have no freaking idea how but I yes but I will figure it out and you and I take action and I feel like that's one of my biggest things I don't quit if I if I feel like there's an excuse coming out I stop it Mm, how do you stop it how do you do that because I can get myself out of anything well I just recently learned that I'm an Enneagram three. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Scorpio and a firstborn child. So I got a lot of strong shit going for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We have a lot in common sister. (laughs) I got a lot of stuff going for me. So I think naturally and energetically, I'm just that way. And I have a friend that just got into birth design Mm -hmm. and she just told me because she, she ran a birth design little thing on me and she told me I'm a manifester and I'm like yeah I am (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean I need to I need to look into that I'll have to I'm gonna I'm gonna send you her information you would love it It, it's based on the time of day you're born okay and then that's like the most important thing and then the year the month all those things so I after I learned that too I was like I just have a lot of strong stuff going for me and I just know that this gift has been given to me And who am I to waste it? Hmm. Like, I would be so disrespectful to waste a gift like this. So true. And that keeps me going. And I don't know. I just feel a sense of strength and just that total badassery of working with stuff like this. It's naturally intuitive working with things like this. You just feel like a badass all the time. Because you have, well, I suppose if you go through a process of like cleaning it and seeing you do it, like just the process of doing it, like I I was telling my husband, like I seriously, like the first time we have to pack up and go somewhere, like I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Come live with Cassie. (laughs) That's where I spend my weekend. All right. Yes. My my children will shoot squirrels for us and we can have stew. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I, there was a picture of you with like, I think you're drinking beer and you had a foot on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I saw it. I'm like, oh my, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting now that, that you're saying about, you know, like just being a manifester and, and having a lot of these strong things uh, going for you. Um, why I think we resonate, you resonate with me so much is that I, I am just so different. I have never fit the mold mm, and I, I just stand out everywhere I go and I've struggled with that for most of my life until I figured out that that's actually my power. Mm-hmm. So how did you, in what way did you not fit the mold and how did you come to embrace that for so many of us who are just feeling like, what's wrong with me? hmm Because I knew that my vision was strong enough with what I wanted to do with these, I just, I just have always felt this natural sense of power when I finally started doing this. And while it's powerful, it also is really, it's really comforting for me. Uh, It's very, it's a peaceful process Mm -hmm. when I'm doing the art part, not the cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but I just, I just knew that if I didn't stand up and let myself stand out like I was supposed to, maybe somebody else wasn't going to because they weren't able to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, be the person that you wanted 10 years ago. Yeah. That you wanted to be there for you or to, to show you what you should do. Um, and I just want my daughter to see a strong person, a strong woman who has made her dreams come true, has worked hard for them and does it without caring what everybody else is thinking. Like having a daughter for me, like that's really important. It's very and, interesting. And she, and she, I can already tell doesn't care. It's, it's so cute. It's the greatest gift that you can give her, right? Yeah. I come from a patriarchal society where Mm -hmm. men are the law of the land. And my mom was always the martyr and the victim. And I've grown up with the women don't have the power and they don't carry the wallets. They're not the the ones in charge. And I had to redefine that for myself because it is, you know, it is just generational. And I do still, my, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin. I've never lived outside of Wisconsin, but it, similar in terms of like my mom stayed home with us and she never really wanted to work. And my dad worked and, you know, even my mom bless her, but she even told me when I started the kids, well, this is all you can do. Oh. This is all you can do. Oh. And you need to just do it. Like, you know, in terms of like, you're the mom, you need to be there 24 seven, no matter what. And you shouldn't have a life otherwise, you know? And I think a lot of women hear that and it gets stuck in them. And that's why they never go for their dreams because they have, and you know, we have that mom guilt, that mom guilt's never going to go away. Darn it. (laughs) Darn it. I mean, it's probably there for good reason too. It truly is. But for the worst part of it, like, I just wish it would go away sometimes. Well, you know, but that is so beautiful what you just said. I think that for so many women who make the decision to stay at home for economic or other reasons, like for me, mm-hmm. when I, after finally, after six years, was able to carry a pregnancy, mm-hmm. like emotionally, when he was born, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't go back to work. I can't. Right. And I had a full, I had to stop my practice. And I just couldn't, and it wasn't, we, we had planned, my husband was going to stay at home, and I, I was always the worker bee. I love work. Sure. I love my job. I love my company. And for him, and then he's like, okay, well, that means the things are going to have to change. And, but then you embrace that, but then you struggle with the part of you, the yearns to be you, that self, self identity, you know, mm-hmm. the identity. and I think um, so many women come to hate themselves. Mm-hmm because they're not honoring that part of themselves. So if there's a woman who is in a position right now that she feels imprisoned, she feels like she's made this choice, so she's self-imprisoned, what advice do you have for for a woman in this particular situation? First of all, you need to give yourself the space to even figure out what is going to help you feel more empowered. I think that's really important because sometimes we don't give ourselves enough space either or enough moments to even think, (laughs) Mm -hmm. think clearly, think calmly. And after you've done that, write down the things that make you happy. Yeah. Always this, isn't it? Because we forget. Oh my God. Do we forget? (laughs) We do. We do. No. 
And then it might have been like four or five years since you've done that particular thing. And the moment you do it, you're like, why did I wait this long to do this? Uh-huh. It's like depriving ourselves of oxygen. Right, right. And know that you are worthy of living your dreams and your purposes. Like, like seriously, you are just as worthy as any other person yeah. to do the things that you really want to do. And, and redefining that being going after your dreams doesn't mean you're a bad mother. It doesn't. It makes you a better mother. Thank you. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it truly does. Because I, you know, growing up, I, I always had all these visions of speaking in front of people. I didn't know how or when I was going to do that. Um, traveling. I love to travel. That's where Wanderlust comes from, too, uh-huh, with uh-huh. my with my with my art name, yeah. um, and just enjoying life. And I could see myself in countrysides and on the seasides, and being in beautiful places, beautiful mm-hmm. rooms, beautiful pieces of architecture. That wasn't clear. Now it is clear. Maybe I can't be there physically, but they can. Isn't that interesting? You know? And wow. I I've had because I have been so strong and I haven't given up, this is only my fourth year doing this. You know, I've got girlfriends that may have not truly believed in what I believed in when I began. Now they're coming to me with their dreams and their ideas. And I'm the one that has to be their I feel I feel like I need to be their leader and open them up and say, this is possible and you can do this. That's such a, I feel like people say who want inspiration and like, you know, it's like, but, but, but how it doesn't cost a thing. I'm like being inspired, feeling, mm-hmm. believing that it is possible. It is the most expensive, richest, you know, uh, piece of, I don't know, abundant item that you can give to yourself. Yeah. It is, it unleashes you. If you have hope and a glimmer of hope that it is possible, you're going to take the first step and the second and the third, and those affirm you even more. And you're just now in a beautiful space of doing that. Yeah. And I just think to myself, oh, there's been times I've been wanting, I've wanted to throw these things like at the wall or throw them out the door or like run them over with a four wheeler. Let's, let's be honest, but I didn't. And I just kept going. Uh-huh. But and you have moments like that and it's okay. Oh, for sure. And it's okay. I mean, there's been times where I've I've there's been a couple pieces I've finished and then they sit there for a few months and then I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to fall in love with you again. I yeah, need- and then I completely redo them and I love them and then they're gone just like that. Mm, you know, I think it's different for artists too, you know, because so much of the world has been telling people like that for so long. Oh, it's a cute little hobby you've got. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're never going to make any money. If you try to do this, you're probably going to be sleeping on the street. You're going to be starving. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be selling yourself for maybe $5, all this stuff. And it's really ingrained in society, but I feel like there's no better time than now. Like, there's no excuse not to do the beautiful things because we've got cell phones, we've got computers, everybody and anybody can see your stuff. Anybody can. Yeah. 
and you, and you, you're you can show fun. people things. <laughs> yeah, and another thing is, you know, I've seen the the skulls being sold in in big store in big stores, and you know, they're like mass produced. And there's this moment of saying, you know, handmade, and we bought, we know that they're not right. Mm-hmm. And in the in the podcast that I listened to today is this. It need to be frightened when it's like your product is in competition with others. Understanding, and I, I, I'm, I'm putting words in your in your uh, uh, in your mouth, but I, I think you will agree that there is this need to like. I know you said it before. I know that I'm good. I know that my art is excellent. And while mm-hmm. these can, they may have more money or more production or whatever it is. I am so good, and I'm on the rise. And exactly. never fearing that. Uh, do you ever have those thoughts or you just completely released all of them? I, I know that my stuff will find the right people. Yes. I mean, I still have to work hard to do it, Yeah. but I know that they'll find the right people. And like, (laughs) I haven't like officially made something for it, but I have a few people that I could literally tell them they're in like the collector's club, Mm. like repeat buyers. I feel like that speaks, that speaks volumes It does when people are willing to buy again. And I just know that I'm really, really good at what I do and that my stuff is more classic too, where it can fit into different rooms and it could fit into rooms for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not something that it's going to be cool this year and next year they're going to want to get rid of it. Lifetime art pieces. That's like really important to me. You're okay. You're joining the, the, the good alls, the, 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 the OGs. Yes. <laughs> no, I love that. I, I was just earlier when you were talking, I was like, do you see that? I did the whole like girly excitement thing. Yeah. <laughs> truth to power. And it's just beautiful. And really like this, even this conversation, giving an insight into your process, into your art, because truly that's what it is. It's not a product. It's, pure art Uh, but it's also who you are as a human and and that side of you that uplifts and inspires others that's what I I'm like I hope that I can translate it I feel like we just beautifully did that I want to briefly talk about the business Mm -hmm. of selling skulls Mm-hmm. There's so many people that I work with who are just really struggling. They have a product, they have either a service, and they have a very difficult time, you know, separating themselves from what they've created and putting themselves out there. What are the three things that you have learned about making money, putting yourself out there, growing your business, anything that will be very helpful that you have experienced on your journey? I feel like telling the story has been one of the most important things. Okay. And then owning your value, Mm -hmm. meaning being very unapologetic about your price because you know what you are worth and to just never quit. Like, seriously, Ed Milet says that all the time. (laughs) The minute you quit is the minute you lose, you know, like don't quit. Because if you have an idea, a burning idea, it's meant to be there for a reason. There's a reason you have that. Mm -hmm. And then around money, that money is an energy. Money money is an energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how much you have or how little you have. You are worth 
being paid for your goods and services. Because what you're giving is a gift in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a service like mine going to people's homes or their businesses. I've had a couple businesses buy them and use them as art pieces. And they're there to inspire. They're there to make a statement. They're there to bring joy. You're selling that and it's worth something. It, it's my husband. And I often have a conversation around because I love art and I, I will pay uh, more than he likes to admit. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, but it's just like it's like you're transferring that energy, transferring beauty. Art changes the the feeling of an entire of an entire room. So you can exactly magical. Uh, so, I mean, I just, I love, I just love, love, love what you just said and how, how you, how you do that. I'm, I'm really curious, right. For, um, what is, what is the big vision? What is the highest expression of who Cassie is? I know this sounds probably silly, but this, okay. This is one like thing I tell myself every day. I'm going to be the Joanna Gaines of skulls. <laughs> like, like I, I'm going to have a value like Joanna Gaines does to home decor. Like, uh-huh. and I just, I love Chip and Joe and what they stand for and their value, their family values and how hardworking they are and how they help people. And I love that. And I'd like to be able to encompass that as well. But I can just see my stuff being everywhere. And I still want to be the one that makes it. Uh-huh. But I would like to be able to have people help me do all the things that I don't want to do. Be able to pay people for services or, you know, yes, I clean them now, but maybe I don't need to clean the darn things in the future. <laughs> you know? Right. Things like that. So when you make it, I'm going to, I would like to, I'm going to keep this clip forever and ever. And you better believe it. I'm going to be circulating this. Sounds great. But here's the, here's the funny thing. I actually know it. Like in my being, I know it. And I think anyone who is following you and folks, if you are not following Cassie right now on Instagram, we're going to put it here and here and here. And it's <laughs> going to be below in the description. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you have got to go and follow her on Instagram because to me, that's where, where just you communicate the visual. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's but Instagram is just there, just strength and watching you behind the scenes. That is how I feel every time I see you and why I'm just so excited for you, like genuinely. And I think we're all centering the world where, where you can see that, affirm it and support it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, as a woman and as a business owner, it just feels so absolutely incredible. So, oh, I love that. Okay. Uh, where I'm very curious, what, what is something that no one has ever asked you that you wish they would? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I've gotten asked so many questions in the last week. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Hmm. I suppose as people don't ask me how I keep the faith in what I do. So how do you? Prayer, belief, uh, looking at my kids and knowing that if I don't keep going, 
then they're going to see a mom that didn't finish out her purpose because she gave up. Connecting with others helps keep the faith, you know, like people, people will receive their peace. And then I will get a video right away, like a thank you video. Uh, or they'll send me an image of it hung up, or they'll send me an image of them holding it, or them smiling just with it, and tell me how beautiful it is, and how thankful they are, or how it's made them feel. That helps me keep the faith. Okay. I, like I have it. a lot of people that ask me about business lately, <laughs> art business specifically, but nobody asks me about the faithful side of business. And yet I, I believe that that's the predecessor to all business success mm -hmm. because in the end we're left with ourselves. And if we can't calm the storms and have faith, no matter what life brings and know with certainty that um, I have a, I have a quote out here. I think you're going to appreciate it. I don't know if it'll, it'll come through, but it's, it says it's a picture of me and it says it's happening. Don't yes. stop. Yes. So it's like, I don't know because I constantly, you know, I have to take a six year hiatus from working. So it's just like, you should have been here already. Whatever the heck I, I was <laughs> yes. about, why is it not here? Yes. It's happening. Don't stop. And I think that you have just affirmed that abs just really beautifully. Um, you know, folks, Cassie's art is very difficult in, in a podcast to, to explain. It is. It is. <laughs> you have to go follow her on Instagram and look, you, in, it's this incredibly beautiful skulls that you have been able to just create them and turn them into personalities and infuse the colors and the glitter and the pinks and now the crystals. And, the, and you're the first one to incorporate crystals Mm -hmm. on the skulls like that's now becoming the, the signature and it really appeals to the girl boss it movement. does <laughs> it truly does right <laughs> so you continue to pivot where do you get the inspiration for the progression of the art that i have seen in the last year alone paying attention to my surroundings is huge um i'm somebody that takes inspiration from experiences uh music is huge architecture I love to look at rooms look at how somebody else has set it up and put things together and be like okay I could take this and put this here and make it look like this and it would just bring this place to life oh wow like it's it's kind of strange but I can't explain that process very well but I can literally look at a room and be like I could do something with this skull and put it here and it would look really cool. You are drawn against of skulls. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, and just paying attention. Sometimes like, you know, that's the one thing too about the digital world. Sometimes people are too much here with their, you know, their palm in front of their face, holding their phone and not paying attention to the little details that we have all around us. You know, like I love, I love looking at textures on things. And I, th I think you could, you would probably notice that in my art. Like I love textured stuff. I, I think it's so cool. Textiles are fun to look at and pull inspiration from just nature mm -hmm. landscapes. Like it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And I like going to my local rock shop. I pray she's open soon because <laughs> I'd like to go 
This and I like to just actually shop and and gather and put them together and kind of, you know, just see how they would look. And then I bring them home and I pick a skull out. And sometimes it takes me a day and sometimes it takes me a week. Mm. And I put it together. And when I'm finally finished, it's just like, there it is. It's done. It's, it's perfection. Good giving birth. Oh my God. I love that. I just love that. I, I'm really, I, I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time. I know you're, you're very busy and especially how busy you've been in the last year, how things have just completely picked up. They have. Um, <laughs> I, I, they really have. It's actually beautiful. Um, tell us about what you have going on right now, because this podcast is going to be released next week. Believe it or not, uh, yes, we are going to speed track this baby. What do you have going on right now? Like, what are the pieces that you are in love with that people should pay attention to or come check out? Mm, I always tell people to look at my longhorns because there is something so enthralling about a longhorn piece. Not just that, but like they are just like the epitome of American badassery, like truly. <laughs> I need one then. <laughs> They're so cool. So check my longhorns out. And I'm really excited. Uh, my husband knows I'm doing this, but you'll be the first one to find out. I just got a set of buffalo that are super similar in shape and size. And I'm going to be releasing my first like threesome of skulls that will be sold together that will create a piece. They're going to like blend into one another and be a threesome you can sit on the wall and they're going to work together to create an art piece so i'm really excited about that that's incredible thank you for sharing it here yes that's incredible oh see this is the work continues to evolve but you're constantly showing up and letting yourself be guided mm -hmm. and that is the, the the most beautiful thing oh so people can find you on instagram on wonderless skulls yep on your website wonderlustskulls.com and again here here we're going to put links everywhere wherever this is wherever this finds <laughs> its way so people can uh, can check it out any final words of advice for people who are wanting to up level their lives who are wanting to live a better life and make themselves proud believe that tomorrow is always going to be a new and beautiful better day like Tomorrow, tomorrow is the promise that we always have and believe in yourself and your abilities and take the time to create space so you can find that. I love that. And if that is not the most perfect and appropriate advice in today's world with everything that is going on. Mm, yes. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. I can't thank you enough. This has been it's funny, I, 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 I declared it at the beginning, it's going to be a reset. Honest to God, it's, it did just that. It, it, just, it was this breath of fresh air and <laughs> hope and energy. And I just really want the people to know that I admire you deeply. I admire your character, who you are as a human being. Um, a total business badass. I mean, let's just talk about that. And an incredible force of nature through creativity because we're all given a gift in some form and you really took it by the horns <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, as no a matter of fact <laughs> and we're all just really really lucky thank you for this time oh. 
I'm just really, really, really excited to share you and your your gifts with the world. Oh, thank you. Yes, no, I really love you. So I'm. I was really honored to be here. Thank you. Such a joke. Bye, lovely. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.